BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back to Simpin' After Dark, everyone. What's good? It's your girl, Ashley Mendoza, back for another episode, a solo episode again. I've been on my solo episode shit. I like it. I'm getting way more comfortable. Thank you for sticking around if you have been here from day one. If you're a new listener, welcome back. Um, I always kind of forget to say like a little explanation of what Simpin' After Dark is. I feel like all the podcasts at the beginning are like, this is a so-so podcast and this is what we talk about i do it sometimes i'm just a little um you know inconsistent with it so let me do it real quick for the new listeners simping after dark is a podcast where i get on here i pick a song and i get into the lyrics and then whatever sparks my interest i go down that road okay so i got a really fun song today it's called hideout by mahalia and here on simping after dark I got lots of fun topics for you so I pick a song and we do that and then that stems into other topics um I'm on TikTok Twitter and Instagram simping after dark so I'm always seeing shit that just um, gets my attention and that I want to talk about so you know today I got some fun stuff lined up for you um we're gonna be talking about of course last week I was supposed to get into Darvo so I'm gonna get into that last today just because I have some other topics that have to do with the song that I want to talk about um I want to talk about the paradox of choice um really interesting shit it is a theory it was a book and it applies to other things it's more about um consumer choices and things like that but it really applies to relationships so i thought it was really interesting and of course that was sparked by a tiktok which i will link as always and then i also want to talk about the madonna whore complex because it also ties into that and it also ties into the song that i'm going to be talking about so yeah all that then darvo gonna wrap it up and then uh I guess I could just announce now this is going to be the season closer. So, yeah, I'm sorry it was so sudden, but I just decided, like, um, I'm going to focus on doing some merch. I want to get you guys some merch. I've been talking about it for fucking forever, so I kind of got to do that. Somebody asked me on TikTok, and I was like, all right, that's it. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to do that, and I'm going to be on TikTok a lot more doing content other than just podcast stuff. Um, I'll figure other stuff out just because I do like to just hop on the mic and talk about shit from time to time. But we'll see. Just follow me on there to keep up. And yeah, let's get into this. Today, we're talking about Mahalia. If you haven't heard about her, definitely go check her out. She's really dope. She has that neo soul vibe. Very soulful R&B hip hoppy. This song is from 2019. It is from her album Love and Compromise, which was inspired by an interview with Eartha Kitt, who was a very famous singer in the 50s. Her voice is beautiful. She's super famous for her song Santa Baby, which probably everybody fucking knows. Christmas is coming up. Um, Yeah, so in that interview, Eartha Kitt is asked if she would be willing to compromise like in a relationship if a man came into her life 
And she just starts laughing, like, what the fuck kind of question is that? Why the fuck would I compromise for a man that comes into my life? Basically just talks about how she's in love with herself and that if anybody comes into her life, she wants to share that love with somebody else. Like, she wants somebody else to come in and be like, yo, I love you too, baby. So, um, yeah, legend. Very iconic interview. Some really great lines in that. That um, interview was actually sampled throughout this song. And the song just has a really great vibe. Mahalia's voice is just really fucking dope and just soulful as fuck. I love it. Oh, and by the way, go pour up a drink if you haven't. Or if you don't drink, go roll something up, pack a bowl, whatever you do. Or if you're sober, good for you. Sit back. I got a white Russian with oat milk. It is quite tasty. So set the mood, light the candle, do what you gotta do, put on some cute lights, whatever. And we will get into it. Alright, so this song, Hideout, is the first song on the album. So it's the opener, it is setting the tone, and it's a really good one. There's actually a lot of fucking bops on this album. It goes straight into another song, Wish I Missed My Ex, which is really good. Then she has a song with Ella May that is also really good, kind of about the same theme, which I'll get into in a second, and a bunch of other bops. So go listen to that. Her sound is just very consistent throughout her discography. She has really good songs from like 2017 as well. She's been releasing singles last year and I think this year also. So I'm sure there's an album coming soon, which is exciting. All right, so Hideout is basically about her talking to a guy, talking her shit. She just found out that he's been just playing with her, just creeping and just being an asshole, just a freaking slimy, cheater, liar, asshole. So she's just like, boy, I know my fucking worth. Goodbye. Like, you fucked up. You had a good one and you fucked up. All right, so let me play a clip of this while this ambulance goes by. You don't have to call me, you don't gotta say it I already guessed love, you've been playing I don't need to know where you are now I don't see no reason for a blowout I was here the whole time, you were busy chasing You don't know what you had, I'm amazing I was all in and you was all out I'll get back up after this fall down Look me in my eyes and tell me you never loved me, yeah all right so you get the vibe so the intro of the song starts off with a sample of the interview with eartha kit like i was saying and it plays throughout the song just like in little spots here and there but the intro it's her saying or is the interviewer asking her can anyone live with eartha kit and then she says that's not for me to decide that's for someone who decides to live with me to decide not for me. And then he says, but are you willing to compromise within a relationship? And she says, to compromise? What is compromising? Compromising for what? Compromising for what reason? So, uh, yeah, we love that. And then Mahalia said herself that this opening song is just her being in a very frustrated place, realizing that if she's going to be with this person, that she's going to have to compromise. And that's just not something that she is willing to do at that moment in her life. And she just wants to be her own person and do her own thing. So I think that going with the song and like finding out that someone's been cheating or whatever is beautiful because it's like, yeah we're not gonna fucking settle for this shit we're not gonna compromise our values for people that are not worth it like you know what is worth it being me doing my shit you know so we all need this song so she starts off first one you don't have to call me you don't gotta say it i already guessed love you've been playing i don't need to know where you are now i don't see no reason for a blowout um by the way she is British Jamaican. So we got a UK Jamaican R&B girly. We love it. I love UK R&B. I should do more songs next season. But anyway, so I love that when she says, I don't see no reason for a blowout. Because a lot of times when you find out someone's been fucking around on you, it is very easy to just want to blow up on them, throw your fucking shoes at them, like just go crazy, right? But when you know your worth, it's just like... Oh, all right. So that's what this is. And then just walking away. Like, what is 
like the reason like why would you need to waste your energy and like put yourself in that negative ass space where you're having to be angry and resentful and all that you know like of course it's normal to go through the emotions but I would say it's probably more healthy to just do that with yourself because if somebody cheats on you they already don't care about you and you having to sit there and explain yourself to them is pretty pointless like they obviously took you for granted they obviously didn't know that you are the prize they obviously don't give a fuck about any of that and they were willing to risk it all so like really sitting there and going back and forth explaining how sad you are blah 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 is pointless just not worth it so yeah no reason for a blowout and then she ends verse one with i was here the whole time you were busy chasing you don't know what you had. I'm amazing. And that line just reminds me now of that trend on TikTok where it's like the guy in the bathroom texting mad bitches on fucking Tinder and shit, whatever. And then the girlfriend's like out in the room making the bed so they could cuddle or like nurturing the relationship in some way while she's just like completely oblivious to what a fucking piece of shit this guy is and like how he's just fucking around trying to get some somewhere else, you know, which is so sad. Like, it sucks and that is the scary part about knowing your worth and not looking into whether someone's cheating on you is just like focusing on what is happening now you know doing your part in the relationship being the best that you could be and then just like praying that if something shady is going on that it'll come to light that is scary because literally they could be in your fucking face playing like it's behind your back, but it's just, like, so fucking blatant and, like, obvious, like, if you pay attention to mannerisms and all that, it's just too much. Like, if you got anxiety, it sucks. You don't got to be dealing with all this. Just try to focus on yourself and the present. The truth will come to light, or so we pray, or you wait until your gut feeling tells you to go through his phone. I'm just kidding. That's toxic, but is it? I don't know. Sometimes you have to... I don't know. I'm not perfect, okay? All I'm saying is anytime my gut has told me to go through someone's phone, I found what I needed to find. But this is not your sign to go through anyone's phone, okay? I'm sorry if I'm stirring up your emotions. Okay, then pre-chorus, I was all in and you was all out. I'll get back up after this fall down. Look me in my eyes and tell me you never loved me. Babe, it's no surprise if I was you, I'd feel lucky. Yeah, so that line, look me in my eyes and tell me you never loved me. Ooh. Yeah, I feel it because it's hard to believe that anyone that cheats on you could love you, right? But I've been thinking a lot about like sometimes people love you and they really truly believe that they love you. But that doesn't mean that you have to accept that version of their love, you know, because sometimes their version of their love is based on insecurity or whatever it is and like they're still out here just being the fucking worst human being ever just doing you dirty like embarrassing the shit out of you and then you find out and they're like I love you so much and it's like do you and it's like you want to believe them because like they really are like upset about it and they don't want to lose you but then they like it's like they want their cake and to eat it too you know it's like how could you actually love me if you're willing to risk it all for some dumb shit but maybe they do love you it's just that their version of love fucking sucks the type of love that you want for yourself you do not have to compromise that because somebody needs to get their shit together or they have healing to do or they just fucking suck goodbye sir goodbye and then chorus one yeah you striked out all the times thought that i didn't know about all the lies you denied but i know now about your hideouts I can't believe you thought I'd never find out. So I'm sure it's like a metaphorical hideout. I don't think he's actually hiding out somewhere or at like a restaurant or something. Although like you never know. You could find out that somebody is like hiding out at like their side bitch's house. They're like going somewhere. They're taking them to your favorite restaurant, whatever it is. But I feel like hideout usually is in the phone. And it's so scary and it sucks that people could hide so many things in their phone. And that's where you find out who they really are. But we live in this era and we just got to like learn to deal. Where is the border between like privacy and like fantasy and disrespect and being cheater-ish, you know? I don't have the answer. I'm just posing a question. I think it's like once they're making you look stupid, that's when it's like, okay, you crossed the line. 
you're done. All right. And then verse two, she says, I ignored the rumors. There's my lesson. Clearly, I'm the humor and you've been messing. Always talking about the future when you're not even present. Well, I'm the prize. Uh, I'm the blessing. So that one's iffy. I ignored the rumors. There's my lesson. Because you shouldn't really care what people have to say about anyone to a degree, you know? Like if someone's like, oh, they're a hoe or like he's a cheater, whatever. That's somebody's version of what they know about someone. And yeah, sometimes you could be burning yourself because that is who they are through and through. But sometimes it's their past. Like I've said it before. I have cheated in a relationship before and I felt horrible. Never did it again. Does that define who I am? No, not at all. So can you cheat and not be a cheater? Yes, I do think so. Although I think it is probably rare I think most people that cheat just are heartless or like lack empathy in some way. And of course I'm biased to myself and I'm like, that wasn't me. Like I, it was just a mistake. You know, of course I'm biased and sometimes it is a mistake. But like for me, I broke up with the person immediately because I was like, oh my God, that's fucked up. Like clearly I don't want to be in this relationship. I think it's the serial cheaters that need to be looked at twice where you're like, questioning whether you should be with them or not if it's a serial cheater definitely beware if it's a guy that cheated on their person or if it's a person that cheated on their partner to be with you that's iffy that's fucked up so i would say you know sometimes rumors are stupid because you don't really fucking know somebody from a rumor but if somebody is known for being a cheater like if you know this person and they're telling you that they did this and that then definitely be careful definitely take a step back and probably don't talk to them you know dodge that bullet but also don't feel bad if you ignored the rumors that just means that you try to look past it because you wanted to be the judge of character for yourself like not listening to rumors is a good thing i think that does make you a good person because people do deserve second chances sometimes and sometimes rumors come from an unfair place VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ooh, and then that line, always talking about the future when you're not even present. I love that because dudes are so fucking like weird. Like how do they, how are they in your face? Like I want to marry you. Like planning the future talking about kids and all this shit and then just fucking around behind your back like that is scary that is a real life horror story and i do not wish it on anyone because i have been there and it is fucking amazing how unempathetic people can be i'm obviously talking about men that's my experience and this is a good little point for me to make a little fucking PSA, do a little PSA. I feel like I've done one. I did one last season, maybe. I don't know when it was, but I got to say it again. If it don't apply, let it fly. If you are a man and you are triggered by me talking about men that ain't shit, then maybe you need to look in the mirror and ask why that's feeling like an attack on you and your character. Because unless you're a cheater or a piece of shit, then you should just be laughing with me or agreeing, you know? You don't have to be on all men's side just because you're a man, you know? Like, of course, I'm a feminist and I support women, but like that quote goes, I don't support all women. Some of you bitches are dumb. And it's true. And as a man, you should be able to take a step back and not side with all men all the time just because they are a man. That is misogyny or like on that kind of line, you know? Like, I don't think I've ever sat on here and talked down on good men, I may not be here praising good men, but, you know, this is my podcast. I'm talking about what the fuck I want to talk about. And I've had, like, a few trolls lately, like, in my comments. And it's fucking weird. It's like, why are you so mad? Like, if your girlfriend broke up with you because you suck and she listened to my podcast and she felt the courage to break up with you, then I'm sorry, but you should get broken up with if you fucking suck. Maybe next time you'll do better if you grow instead of being a fucking troll in my comments. Like, I shouldn't have to be on here having to make this little announcement, but, like, I don't know. It's weird. Anyway, back to the lyrics. 
And then to close verse two, she says, I was cool to slow down. You were busy racing. Had it all figured out. You knew I'd cave in. And man, have I been there. And I think a lot of women have been there. Like with dudes that like try to fucking press you into a relationship when like you're cool with like taking it slow. And then they end up fucking around. Like, man, nobody was trying to tie you down that fast. Like if you wanted to take your time and figure out if you actually fuck with me enough to just be with me, then you should have taken your time and done that. I was not the one saying let's fucking be together now anything like that you were the one like why does this happen all the time i hear about it all the time it's always the dudes that are like going after the girl and they're like i'm i'm cool working on myself and they're like oh and then they convince them and then end up fucking them over it's fucking ridiculous and i want to punch you all in the face okay then pre-chorus two is pretty much the same nothing new or interesting there but chorus two so she goes well you striked out all the likes thought that I didn't know about. All the times you denied, but I know now. But you hide out. Well, I can't believe you thought I'd never find out. Okay, so when she says, all the likes thought that I didn't know about. I don't know if she's talking about, like, all the likes in, like, a sense of the phrase, like, oh, the likes of. You know what I'm saying? If you know, you know. If you don't, I'm sorry. Um, but... I don't know if she's talking about that or like all the likes, like, you know, IG likes, but because this is my podcast and I get to interpret this however I want and talk about whatever I want, we're going to go with the latter, all the likes, like Instagram, because I know I've talked about this before, but let's talk about it again. Why not? I know there's new listeners and it's fun to talk about. It's a very prevalent topic and it very much has to do with the next topic we're going to be getting into, which is the paradox of choice. But um, yeah, Instagram likes and the fact that so many men are still trying to fucking act like it isn't a big deal to be in like all these girls fucking likes. And, you know, we don't even have to talk about like the part about where it's like disrespectful or like embarrassing or that it makes your girl feel insecure because you're liking bitches pictures that look nothing like her. And now she's sitting there comparing herself and wondering like, why isn't she good enough for you or nothing like that? Like... This is a very nuanced and we're not going to talk about that. But let's talk about how much of a turnoff it is. Honestly, like I think that's a big thing. It just really grosses you out. It like makes you look at a dude like you're so fucking thirsty that you can't just not do that. You can't just not be liking all these girls pictures. No girl wants a thirsty dude. Like I'm here trying to do all you men a fucking solid so try not to get butthurt, but I'm telling you, it's a turn off. You look thirsty. It gives girls the ick for sure. Like every girl wants a guy that's like, wow, he's so hot to me and he only wants me because girls aren't really shallow like that. Like girls aren't really with guys for looks. I think we all can look around and see that if you look at any fucking baddie, her boyfriend is usually never like this, like typical good looking guy quote unquote so when he's out there fucking being thirsty that's a major ick you know you don't have to be the most best looking guy with muscles or any of that like if you just are kind got a good personality and aren't fucking thirsty then you're really ahead of the game there because a lot of these men are thirsty to the point where they can't control it and they risk it all and are willing to make the girl uncomfortable and sad and insecure and upset just to fucking like a fucking picture of a fucking random bitch that wouldn't fucking touch them, you know? So, you're welcome. All right, so that is pretty much the song. I love it. And now we can get into some of this other stuff. So, The Paradox of Choice, what is it? So, there was a book called Why More is Less, written by an American psychologist, Barry Schwartz, in 2004. And pretty much he talks about how eliminating consumer choices can greatly reduce anxiety for shoppers. And the reason I came across this was TikTok, of course. I'm on there like a fiend. And um, some girl basically was just talking about how we aren't meant to see this many pretty people in our lifetime. And then some girl stitched her bringing up the paradox of choice so i want to talk about it because it is so fucking prevalent to 
this generation, just our lifetime, all of us, you know, social media is a thing. And I think you guys know what I'm getting at, you know, the fact that we have access to seeing so many fucking beautiful people, therefore not wanting to settle for a certain one because you're like, what if I could do better? And it definitely ties into that song because it's like this dude had her and then he was still out fucking around and he's like, I love you. And she's like, fuck you. And yeah, like people will really be like, I fucking love you. But then they're like still like wondering, what if there's someone better out there for me? And like the sick part is that it's all based on just fucking looks. Like they really will risk it all with you. Somebody that they have a bond and a connection with, something solid with, someone that they literally get along with, they spend all day with all the time for a fucking person that's just not even real to them. It's like a person online could be in a different state, a different country, like somebody they would never fucking meet in real life were it not for fucking social media. It's like they really fucking risk it all for a fucking digital baddie because most likely they're never going to fucking see her in real life. Most likely it would never even work out. So yeah, it's really fucking sad and just like depressing. And, like I completely get it, like the paradox of choice because like if I go to a restaurant and there's like freaking 50 delicious options i'm gonna be that annoying person that's like we need more time we need more time and everyone's ready to order and i'm like wait i don't know i don't know and then i'll get my food and i'll be like damn i should have got that other thing because it just probably would have been better because this is not really hitting how i wanted it to and like that's me with food but it sucks and it's crazy that there's really people like that with fucking people that treat their fucking human being as like a freaking food item. Yo, it's fucking crazy in downtown LA tonight. Do you guys hear this? I know you do, because it's fucking loud as shit. Shout out to Wild 7 Studios, we out here. Thank you for hosting me every week. All right, I think it's fucking gone now. That was annoying. Yeah, so basically, I just think being aware of this freaking paradox will help a lot because if you're unaware you're just gonna be in it and like consumed by like the crazy amount of fucking quote-unquote options you have around you because realistically it's not an option it's just you being thirsty i'm speaking mostly to fucking men because i have yet to hear any stories about women getting caught being thirsty in guys likes or dms or making secret instagram accounts to fucking be a creep you know it's usually men so that's why i'm saying that and a little reminder one more time if it doesn't apply let it motherfucking fly because it's sad the amount of times you hear about fucking dudes doing this shit it's just disrespectful embarrassing all of the above so yeah like i wonder why that affects men more but that's a conversation for a psychologist and studies and statistics and all that and for another day because I don't have that. But I am sure, I am sure that it's a fact that the paradox of choice in terms of relationships affects men more for some reason, which is probably just their dick. But, you know, I don't know, whatever. Okay, and then that brings me to another thing that ties into all that. So this is all just snowballing into this, which is the Madonna whore complex, also known as the virgin whore complex. So Madonna is pretty much just a term for the Virgin Mary or the name of the Virgin Mary. I am not very religious or into the Bible or all that at all. So I'm not really exactly sure. But when you look up Madonna in the Google dictionary, of course, it's the Virgin Mary. And then also the second definition is an idealized, virtuous, and beautiful woman. So I think that very much applies to this. So that term was coined by Sigmund Freud, which of course has very problematic, misogynistic, fucking weird ideas, you know, but sometimes the shit just fucking lands. And this one definitely fucking applies. For sure, people can understand this, especially women, obviously. Although it's like a fallacy that men think about. But I don't know if they would be able to recognize it. So basically what it is, is that men view women as either a Madonna, a virgin, or a whore. It's not like a Venn diagram where you could be, you know, a little bit of both. Like a slutty virgin or a virtuous whore. 
It's like you're one or the other. And it is very damaging to relationships when you tie it into what I was just talking about, paradox of choice. Um, so I found this article from The Latch Online. I'll link all the shit that I'm talking about. Basically, so Freud said, quote, where such men love, they have no desire. And where they desire, they cannot love. So it's basically just kind of saying that like, Men look at women as whores when they're desiring them. And then once they get them and they love them, they are now a Madonna and they no longer can desire them. And now they just are desiring other women that are whores to them. You know, like once they get to know a woman and they can get her, especially after marriage and kids, definitely, then she's no longer like a sexual thing to them. It's super damaging. Like, basically, when I've read about it, like, what it has said is that, like, men can no longer be, like, turned on in the same way with a woman after they already have sex with her. Like, men want to fuck the shit out of you and they desire the shit out of you. Like, you turn them on so bad until they have you and fuck you. This is, of course, like, on a scale, not all men are like this. But men that do have this Madonna horror complex or, like, fall into this our growth and um it's really important that you can identify that and that's why i think the whole waiting for marriage to have sex thing is fucked up because you need to see how a man treats you after you fuck him because you know we all know about men that treat you differently after sex when it's like a one-night stand but i think people don't think about like in a marriage what now you're married and now he views you as like okay he fucked you now he doesn't really desire you like that. Now you're his wife. You're like this virtuous woman that needs to have his children now. Like he can no longer look at you and degrade you or view you as his dirty little slut, you know, in like a nice sexual way. If you're into that. Now he's going to be lusting after these women on the internet or women that don't pay attention to him because he can't have them. It's really fucked up, like super fucking twisted. And I think it just all ties in because it's like, you know, guys will get a girl that they really want. And like it might be more subconscious because like I don't think all men fall into this complex at all. Like there's definitely men that are like with their girl and they love her and they desire the shit out of her and they want to fuck all the time. And they have great sex and a great sexual relationship, whatever. But for the other men that fall into this. They get a partner and then they're just like lusting after women. And even the ones that have a good relationship with their partner, I think it's more of a subconscious thing. Of course, has to do with socialization and all that. But like they still like have this need to want to fucking lust after this random fucking whore on the Internet. Quote unquote, I am not trying to bring women down when I say this. I'm saying all this in terms of this fucking complex, because I think you could be a quote unquote slut and a good person with good morals, good values. You could be nurturing, you could be a mom, you could be a wife and still be slutty and have sexual needs and desire sex and all of that. So yeah, just something to think about, especially if you're planning on having a baby with someone because if they used to look at you as desirable, as soon as you pop out that kid, you are the virgin now you are madonna like you are no longer a sexual i don't want to say a sexual object but you are no longer sexually attractive in their eyes they now see you as purely like this like vessel that gave birth and a nurturer and someone to give milk to their child and nurture and raise their child like now they're really gonna step it up with this shit and this is probably where the cheating is gonna begin for men like this which is not all men let me reiterate and then I also found an article. It was on APA PsychNet. So I think it's probably just like um, peer-reviewed articles and things like that, you know, journals. And the like thesis or whatever of this little thing I found is the Madonna whore dichotomy. Men who perceive women's nurturance and sexuality as mutually exclusive endorse patriarchy and show lower relationship satisfaction. So... Exactly what I was saying. Those men are most likely going to be out there trying to like, you know, see what other options they got. So it all ties together and just really 
cement again that you need to find a man that is not fucking misogynistic and of course all men are a little misogynistic all women have a little bit of misogyny in them you know we live under a patriarchy of course that's gonna happen but being with a man that is at least aware of that will bring you a lot more freaking relief and joy than being with the man that tries to act like none of that is real or that it's bullshit and then i found another um article talking about how i guess on okcupid which is a dating website there's a question that asks could you respect someone you slept with on the first date and basically it's just to like help people filter out or i'm not sure how it works but just what i understood from this is the like yeah the double standard of how men will click like no i can't respect someone that fucks me on the first date without like fully realizing how hypocritical that is like they didn't just sleep with that person on the first date like you both were there you both had sex on the first date yet she's not respectable but you are like it's wild so yeah this complex just plays out in many ways and it is dangerous and damaging to relationships and to women because men literally view you as less human if you are a whore versus a madonna And that's why we have like this whole conversation about body counts all the time, which blows my mind that people still fucking talk about it, how women are not allowed to have high body counts, but men are. But then it's like, how do men expect to have high body counts? Like, who are they sleeping with if they don't think these women are going to have high body counts? Like, it makes no sense. How does their brain do that math? I don't know. And then lastly, on this topic, there's a TikTok that I saw that I'm sure the dude made a, a joke. But, you know, every joke contains a little bit of truth. So we're going to talk about that truth. He said basically something along the lines of like, it doesn't sit well with me when women have their own condoms. Like if they're about to go have sex with a girl and she has her own condoms that he's like, wait, what? Just instantly in his mind, he's like, whore, why do you have your own condoms? Like what? Really? Like you're really confused that a woman is out here trying to protect herself to not get pregnant by weird ass dudes like you that find it weird that she has condoms like you want to have sex with a woman but then you meet a woman that wants to have sex therefore that's why she has condoms and the fact that she has condoms is weird to you like wow it just truly makes no sense it's just weird shit so yeah no ladies definitely carry your own condoms um be on whatever form of birth control you want and um yeah fuck what these guys have to think and i think with body counts don't lie about it or you're just kind of feeding into the whole thing you're kind of reinforcing it like if you're lying and saying like oh i've only had sex with three guys when you've had sex with however many guys you've had sex with if you're lying that way like a dude doesn't look at you different that way he can respect you you're feeding into it and you know that realistically he doesn't so like why are you willing to be with a dude that wouldn't respect you if he actually knew how many people you have slept with Like, your sexual history should not fucking matter as long as you're being safe. And I'm all about just fucking being honest and just showing your whole fucking ass. Like, this is who I am. Like it or leave it. Respect it or get the fuck out my face. All right. Now, lastly, I want to get into Darvo. It's really important. It's a form of gaslighting. Um, It's used by narcissists a lot. I don't think it always has to be by narcissists. I think it's just by people that fucking suck. I'm just here to let people know what it is because I think a lot of people have experienced this, been the victims of it, maybe have done it. I don't know. Um, But knowing a term for something and knowing how to, you know, just put it into words and intellectualize it or whatever, compartmentalize it, it helps you deal with it in a healthier way. It helps you identify it and try to like dodge it or just arm yourself against it because if you don't you're just like a victim of it and just like you're gonna get fucked up because this shit is super dangerous it is emotional abuse especially like if it's like ongoing and long term so darvo d-a-r-v-o is an acronym it stands for deny attack and reverse victim and offender It is a common manipulation strategy of psychological abusers, so mental abuse. So I guess that term was first presented in 1997 in an article by Jennifer J. Freyd, professor of psychology at the University of Oregon and founder of the Center for Institutional Courage. 
So I found an article about this too. It's called How Narcissists Use Darvo to Escape Accountability by Manya Wakefield. So it basically just explains how the D, which is deny, uh, denial is used by the abuser and bystanders in their clique. It usually sounds like I didn't do anything, but if I did, it wasn't that bad or it never happened. But if it did, it wasn't that bad. So they're trying to just change reality, confuse the shit out of you, make you feel crazy, just like completely just denying what just happened. It's very insidious. And the article talks about how like it can be used like by a click. Um, I'll link the article if you want to read about that more. I'm not really going to get into that. I'm going to just talk about more of the one on one here. So I actually watched like a few YouTube videos and read a few articles and all that. So I just have general points about it. And actually, it was um, explained in South Park. There's an episode, season 23, episode 6. It's pretty funny. It's just Randy trying to get out of trouble. I think he's like in jail at this point. And he calls the president, who is um, formerly Mr. Garrison. It is hilarious. He's pretty much just asking him, like, what do I do? Like, people think I did this. And then, like, the president, who is also very much, uh, he has the likeness of Donald Trump. He just kind of is, like, telling him, like, oh, if they're saying this, what you do is turn it around on them and tell them they did that, blah, blah, blah. And that's basically what it is. It's uh, in the relationship dynamic. It's when somebody confronts the other person about something that they did, a behavior, action, whatever. And they're like, hey, like, you did this. Like, what was up with that? And then instead of, like, you know, a normal person would be like, oh, damn, did I do that? My bad. Or, like, oh, yeah, like. I know, actually, I did that because this, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. Instead of that, like, they very much turn it around on you. They're like, what? I didn't fucking do that. Like, you do that shit. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, how are you coming at me? That's what the fuck you do. It's very fucking malicious. It's twisted. It leaves you confused. It gets you nowhere. And then sometimes it gets to the point, like, if you really don't know about this and you're easily manipulated, you end up apologizing Like, you end up at the end, like, wait, what? Like, you forget what even started all this. You forget that it was you that had a point. It was you that was, you know, that you were hurt or whatever. It really just makes you question your reality. It makes you really question, like, damn, maybe I was reaching. Like, maybe I was tripping. Like, damn, I need to relax. Like, why was I thinking that? And I think that's more, like, um, the more it goes on like the longer it goes on like you're more likely to fall into that um but that's why it's really important to have a strong mind and just like believe in yourself and validate your own reality and your own perception so i was like reading about like what to do basically because if you know about it it's like all right but like what the fuck do you do there is no arguing with someone like this You have to understand that this is somebody that is very, very emotionally immature and just immature in general. So like, like a child, you know, like, are you going to sit there and go back and forth with the child about what just happened? Do you know what the fuck just happened? No, you're not like, okay, that's how things were for you. That's not true for me, but it's okay. We can agree to disagree. That's fine. What you're not going to do is fall into it and like, let them win it. But you need to, like, really stand your ground and, like, stay focused and understand that you went into this with one thing in mind and you are not going to come out on the other end feeling crazy or questioning yourself. You felt away because that's how you felt. And no matter what, even if you were wrong about their intention or this or that, if you're going into something saying that's how you felt, that's nobody's job, nobody's right to tell you that your feelings are wrong. Like, if somebody's trying to fucking argue with you about how you feel, run. Because that is the beginning of gaslighting and manipulation and all that. You feeling away and communicating it is mature and the healthiest thing you can do. So don't let nobody try to fucking tell you that you're wrong for feeling away or try to, like, break down or deconstruct your feelings and your beliefs into a way that makes you feel like, damn, I was wrong for feeling that way. Because you're not wrong for feeling away. Like, feelings aren't wrong. Like where they stem from could be a misunderstanding, whatever, but that's different. So yeah, you just have to be conscious that it's happening and do not feed into it. Like as soon as they start to twist it around on you, 
do not like react that way. Try not to be triggered. And it definitely can be triggering if you're a victim of it, if it's happening a lot and you start to realize it and you know there's nothing you could do, it can be triggering, but just don't feed into it. They want you to react crazy that way when they're telling you that it was you and that you're the one that acts that way. That fits their narrative if you start to react crazy because then they're going to be like, see, see how you're acting now? Like you're the fucking crazy one, blah, 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 blah. So yeah, just be smart about it. And if they see that you have even a little bit of self-doubt when they start to like put that thought in your head, they're going to use that against you. So don't let them literally just like remember what you went in there for. Like, no, this is how I felt. I'm not wrong. And do not even feed into them trying to question it or turn it around on you. Do not entertain it. Just remember they're emotionally immature like a child. You would not go back and forth with the child. So do not go back and forth with someone doing this shit. And then another thing I kept reading about was to keep a journal and to document the interactions. So if you're going to confront them and you know it usually doesn't go well in person, maybe do it over text. That way you can have the conversation recorded. That way when it's all done, you can look back and see, you know, because when it's all in person and it's happening all in person, there's no way to like really prove anything. So all you're left with is your memory of it. And when you're a victim of this, your memory is not really trustworthy like your mind is being fucked with like your brain is literally turning to fucking mush so you can't really trust your memory of it because if they really got you like that they're going to be twisting it so that you at the end aren't even really able to remember it correctly and then just journaling too like writing it down immediately when it happens that way you can keep track of it and then see like damn this is happening all the time this is how it goes down all the time and then you could plan what you need to do according to that or also if you're really careful you can record it like on your phone but you have to be really careful with that because if you get caught doing that that could also be bad if they're actually abusive physically so really really be careful with that but that's also important and will help you and all that just helps you stay sane because it's really easy to start feeling crazy so having all that documented so that you're able to see like yo i'm not fucking crazy like they're fucking crazy like they're trying to fucking fuck me up that'll help you stay sane because the moment you can't trust yourself it's over and then the long-term effects of this are of course anxiety depression low self-esteem and ptsd so be careful y'all And then that reminds me of a quote from season three of You. This might be a spoiler alert, so um, skip forward a little bit if you have not seen season three. If you have, then you know, love and Marianne, right? So it's towards the end of the season when Marianne comes in um, because she thought Joe texted her, but really Joe is like paralyzed on the floor or supposedly paralyzed on the floor because love gave him that poison or whatever and love says you and your beautiful daughter you need to run disappear ryan is just the beginning of what he'll do and then marion says then why aren't you running too and then love says it's not that simple for me and then this beautiful part marion and angel she says no okay listen to me maybe it's not my place maybe you think you owe it to your kid or maybe you're clinging to when things worked But please, if there is ever even for a fleeting moment, a tiny moment, a tiny voice in your head, and that tiny voice is saying, I deserve better. Listen to her. That's your partner. That's you. Real, true love. And if you betray her long enough, you will lose her. Trust me, I'm still trying to get mine back. And that really just really resonated for me in terms of Darvo and just gaslighting and manipulation in general because that's so true like it's not like someone gets you on the first time it's not like you know they are like darvo bam magic got this bitch no it's literally little by little they know what they're doing it's very insidious it's very much i think a conscious thing and it's slow it starts off with little things and then slowly but surely you start to lose confidence in yourself you start to lose confidence in your reality and your feelings and you don't trust yourself that's dangerous because then you can't leave because 
you have no more willpower, you have no more confidence, and then you're stuck. And you do not want to be stuck in something like that with anyone like that. Because that's all just a form of abuse, which also reminds me, um, if you follow me on Twitter, I just uh, watched Made on Netflix. So also, spoiler alert, I'm not really sure if this, this is a spoiler. It's about domestic abuse and just emotional abuse, domestic violence and emotional abuse, right? And there's a scene where she goes back to live with her baby daddy in the trailer and he becomes like the crazy guy he is again you know because you always are like holding on to like that nice part and like those nice those nice times like the good times when they were good and you're like it could go back to this and that's the number one tool that abusers and emotional manipulators and all that use it's the fact that you know they love bombed you at a certain point or like acted a certain way at a certain point that way you could always be like well what if it could be like this again you know so like for the girl and maid She goes back thinking it's all good and like he sells it. Like even as a viewer, you're like, it's so easy to see how somebody could fall for that because like he's so sweet and kind and caring and stands up for her, all that. And then he goes back to his psycho self and she's just like paralyzed with fear at that point. Like she feels stupid for thinking she could go back to him. So now she doesn't really trust her own judgment. And she just like it shows um, her on the couch and it's obviously just like symbolic for how you feel just like lost at the bottom of a hole she sinks into the couch and just falls down like a well and just is at the bottom not really present anymore because like she's just been so fucked with emotionally it's really sad it's such a good show so you will cry so heads up all right guys that is a wrap on season four episode 15 i don't know the name of this episode yet Uh, yeah that was a good one I feel like got a big chunk of topics and stuff in there it was a good song and yeah make sure to follow me on Instagram and TikTok Twitter at Simpin After Dark to keep up on any news updates um, on merge episodes or content at all that I will be doing and also uh, tomorrow season finale of Amigas the series the telenovela thank you to everyone who has tuned in who has shared or supported i'm super proud of what we made and what i am in so shout out to wild seven shout out to nightshade collective shout out to amigas and shout out to all you guys listening and supporting and sharing the podcast with everyone that you know i appreciate it so much i love you guys I hope that you learned a lot and uh, I guess we're entertained at the end of the day, right? I'll see you guys soon. We'll be in touch, social media, all that. Yeah. Goodbye.